that should be a little more like it. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Science Report. Today, we're going to be talking about long COVID. I just recovered from it myself. There's a lot of people who are suffering from it right now. It's pretty serious stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about what to look for, what to expect, how to mitigate it. And um, a lot of the mitigation methods are going to involve non-conventional methods outside of the the huge um and let me see if i'm doing this correctly daily science report All right and waiting on my co-host now but i guess uh while i wait for my co-host to show up i'm going to pull up some reference material and we're going to look <clears throat> at something like sauna and how sauna affects long COVID. Okay, so sauna bathing frequency in Finland and the impact of COVID-19. The recent research has revealed multiple potential health benefits for frequent sauna bathing. Finland is a country with extraordinary sauna culture and bathing opportunities. However, coronavirus pandemic introduced regulations and unprecedented closures to shared sauna facilities. In this study, we aim to examine the previously unknown baseline bathing frequency and its possible change during the epidemic. We investigated several aspects of sauna bathing with self reports. The frequency is possible changes, reasons for change, beliefs about health effects among representative sample of thousand Finns aged 18 to 75 online survey was administered May, 2020 before the pandemic, 59% had enjoyed the sauna at least once a week since the pandemic began up to 23 had reduced or 23% had reduced or stopped their bathing. This was often due to restricted sauna access. However, 11% of respondents bathed more frequently and attributed this change to seeking relaxation and passing time. These findings demonstrate surprising flexibility in this health-promoting national pastime. Men were more active bathers than women. Okay, so this is just kind of looking at um, who did it and um, how their sauna habits changed due to COVID. Not, no real surprise there. Can sauna kill coronavirus? Public and home sauna for COVID-19 may be beneficial if booze, tar, and sauna won't help, the illness is fatal. <laughs> it's a Finnish proverb there for you. <laughs> uh, we get it. There's no sauna coronavirus studies. There's no research to show if sauna can kill coronavirus. That's a lot we still don't know yet about COVID-19. Of course, this was written May 21st of who the fuck knows what year because they don't source their shit at the top. So... Gym sauna, poorly designed hotel sauna, and other interior sauna are not going to help prevent viruses, and the high exposure risk in common areas will almost certainly counter any benefits you get from the sauna. There's also no ev evidence that an infrared sauna will kill any virus as they do not get hot enough. However, outdoor sauna like a barrel, tent, or pod with minimal shared space is likely to be a safe zone, at least the upper portions. Check saunashare.com for saunas that are sure to reach appropriate temperatures near you. <laughs> you can also buy a sauna tent for around 700 bucks that provides all the health benefits is hot enough to kill viruses and can be set up anywhere. 
Okay, what is cooking viruses? It's considered controversial to discuss the temperature required to kill coronavirus in a sauna. Apparently the same caution does not apply to cooking food. Thanks to some exploration, we know that a typical sauna temperature is hot enough to kill coronavirus. Crazy talk, right? Well, here's what experts say about the temperature and coronavirus COVID-19. To actively kill the virus, you need temperatures of around 60 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 60 degrees Celsius or 140 degrees Fahrenheit. That is Sally Bloomfield at London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Coronavirus is sensitive to cooking. Heat is going to kill it very easily. Uh, okay, so finished dry sauna temperatures and a few infrared saunas and steam baths are much hotter than these recommended much hotter than these recommended cooking temperatures to kill coronavirus. So literally the answer is yes. Sauna temperatures are hot enough to kill coronavirus, but in practice it depends on where the coronavirus is. If a virus is on your skin, you stand pretty good chance of killing it in authentic finished sauna. Good saunas can reach 100 degrees Celsius or 212 Fahrenheit, way hotter than recommended cooking temperature for coronavirus. Again, it's not controversial to say that cooking these temperatures will kill the coronavirus, but a lot more nuanced with how the heat hits our bodies. Luckily, the science is becoming more accepted now that saunas can kill coronavirus. I can attest to this. So I don't, let me check on you guys and um, say hello to Julie. Is it Julie? Yeah, or July. I'm sort of, you know, known as I like both. it. I like it. Um, well, uh, I mean, you know, well, obviously, I think that, that the angle of that article is really about the active virus killing that, which really doesn't have a lot to do with the persistent virus that's hiding in your organs with long COVID, which is one theory, or just the after effects of having a virus triggered illness that with some people, especially in long COVID times where they've gotten the virus multiple times, it like takes a hit on your immune system time after time. So at that mm -hmm. point, then you're just more vulnerable to both other illnesses and long COVID taking hold. And um, that can have, you know, like a hundred different symptoms. So it's, it's very, and, and the different variants have had different, you know, sort of uh, special impacts. You know, one was more sort of focused on the lungs, the, the Omicron period starting, you know, last spring was more focused on the brain. But this is um, this is a, a topic I have a lot of experience with, not just with long COVID, but just I had um, when moving to L.A. back, you know, in the uh, early mid 90s, I had a weird bunch of symptoms. It turned out to be Epstein-Barr, which triggered what they then called just CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. But now they call me which is myalgic encephalomyelitis because it has a brain impact. And, and really all this fantasy mm -hmm. of stuff is very mysterious. It was so mysterious back then and they never put it together really. But both me and my roommate had just a series of about 10 different weird, crazy things where your immune system is really vulnerable to not just other viruses, bacteria stuff, fungal stuff. It just sets, it could yeah. trigger old viruses. Um, my roommate, who was, you know, in his early 30s, had shingles triggered then, which is one thing we've heard a lot about in long COVID. It's like a bad deja vu for me, honestly. But, you know, I had a friend get shingles after getting the vaccine. 
as well. Well, it's that whole angle is another whole part of this story, which is so, so crazy. I mean, we're probably not going to know for five, 10, 15, 20 years, a lot of the whole story, you know, um, because it, it, it just has all these angles. And then of course you have the, the political for profit angle that comes in. I mean, so, if, but if we just focus on the virus itself and even just leaving out how the virus came about, because, you know, that's got a lot of controversial um, angles to it. It certainly does look weaponized. Yeah. All um, of the. Appears to behave like it's been a bit weaponized. Yeah. It's, it's all legitimate topic, especially for, you know, what, what will be investigated journalism at some point, probably. But at this point, it's still kind of in the middle of, for a lot of people, the um, the event itself with not just the virus and people still getting sick, people still dying, but this huge community of long COVID people that have all range of problems, some completely debilitating, some just really like the walking zombie sick, but still semi-functioning, but it's but no closer to really solving that problem, honestly, but. Okay. So what defines long COVID as opposed to just the regular COVID infection? How do you, well, I mean, part of that's mysterious in and of itself because there's a lot of um, negative, uh, a false negative testing for COVID. So it's really a little difficult to even know sometimes when you have COVID and when you don't, and especially with the different variants some of the tests developed at this stage or that t- stage are not necessarily picking those up. So some of that is a little mysterious in itself. But basically, if you've had long COVID and you've pretty much, I mean, excuse me, if you've had COVID and you pretty much have recovered, but then you go back to work or you start doing stuff again, and then you have a recurrence and you have a setback and then you try to rest again and then you try to go back to your life and you never completely feel a hundred percent and that can have varying degrees too to where you're you know you've still got a lot of symptoms like coughing or um, you're extremely tired is uh, one of the symptoms you're um, there's a very strong theory which I pretty much agree with that you know there's probably lingering virus in your organs which this particular virus is so sneaky and tricky that it can, you know, sort of man, it can kind of go to different parts of your body and kind of hide there. But latent viruses are not really weird either. I mean, from AIDS to shingles to whatever, I mean, that's not, you know, out of the question. It's not some, you know, totally left field concept, but, but that's one school of thought of how you might clear the virus. But even if you clear the virus, you've still a lot of times got the, um, uh, Jay wrote in the chat herpes. Yeah. So these, um, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, you, you still have a lot of these symptoms that how do you get over the symptoms? And one of the reasons I asked you to open the room is because you had been talking about NAC as a supplement and really. Oh yeah. That was an absolute godsend when I had it the first yeah. time. Um, first time I had COVID, um, I was like, wow, this is like really starting to hurt my chest. I had a lot of chest pain 
And um, I still do from this last infection. Um, but the second I took the NAC, the first time it was just like, oh, phew, thank God. It just not, it blew it away. You know, it was knocked it out of my system. I had it for about, you know, three days. And I considered that a long time. And the second infection that I just recently am recovering from, I've had it for like a week and it's still lingering in my system. But I'd, I'd say that it lasted about seven days before I finally kind of felt totally better. And what finally worked for me, because I was taking an AC and that didn't seem to totally do the trick this time. And so uh, I actually started using my comforter as a sauna i use i put my hair dryer in uh, aimed it in my blanket and just basically like cooked myself in, in there and it felt so good and it absolutely just wiped the virus out it, it really cooked it out of there and so i would recommend a series of sauna and tai chi, high intensity exercises, stretching, all that kind of stuff to really flex and squeeze all the organs and move all the chi the and juices around in your body and keep continuously using the sauna. Those two things, uh, believe it or not, no, no medicine involved. I, I guess it is technically medicine, but um, um, yeah, you know, just by moving your body, stretching and using the sauna, um, it's, it's been working really well, well for me. I, I want to um, say just a little bit of a caveat, just because some people, any kind of high intensity exercise is a little dangerous because for a lot of folks that, um, suffer from this, it, it has a lot of joint problems. So I would say be really careful about mm -hmm. that. And, and you're also talking about kind of chasing off the virus in its active stage. Some of these persistent, you know, long months of, deteriorating you know how many times you've had the virus how depleted you are how you know how vulnerable your immune system is to sort of that long journey you know you might be in a little less better shape to to be that aggressive but but i mean yeah, i would actually recommend uh, tai chi and yeah. yoga like get a yoga yeah. ball a yoga ball would actually be really helpful um even just uh doing like, like kind of suspending yourself, like hanging with your hands, find a tree branch or something you can hang from and just kind of hang. Um, that'll stretch out, um, all your internal organs and whatnot, give them a good little stretch and move things around. And then you can even do headstands, stuff like that, get all the blood, everything flowing around and then cook it out. And it can be very, yeah, very slow, uh, low impact, low intensity exercises that also, you know, get your, blood flowing but in a very low impact kind of way because yeah because your heart hurts while you're having it you could I, I don't know what the damage to the heart is but it seems like a lot of people are having heart yeah. attacks it felt like i was going to have a heart attack it, the is, whole time. it is definitely and, and and unfortunately they're not really recording any of the after effects or after deaths as related to covid they're keeping it really independent i certainly believe that's intentional they don't want that recorded that uh, these are related, but heart damage is definitely one of the um, top of the list of the, the people that I look to, to in their expertise of looking at all the data to to consider that that's definitely one of the after effects of COVID that even sometimes, you know, seems like you're fully record recovered, but you, you know, have some of these um, 
blood clotting issues and other sort of uh, persistence that you suddenly have a heart attack. Young people, younger and younger people. But but let me just switch gears just slightly here to um, kind of specifically the NAC and any other basically immune boosting angle because a, another school of thought, and this has been my history too, where your immune system is definitely, you know, impacted by this, which even in my case turned into an an autoimmune condition, which is also a bit of a catch-all that doesn't get that specific. And but but the point is that uh, boosting the immune system and various supplements and ways you can do that is just another thing you can help yourself potentially. So, am I right that NAC okay. you would consider that sort of an immune boosting? Uh, well, it, it is scientifically proven to, and I'll, I'll pull up the paper on it so we can just keep it real. Um, but in five different ways, it fights COVID. Um, one of them is it aids in the production of antibodies, which is important for any kind of infection like that. So let me just, uh, another one is that it eliminates free radicals. It, uh, protects your lungs from the damage of COVID, um, I wonder if this, if I can even find these articles again. Um, well, even if you don't, if if you're not uh, able to right now, you can always just send them to me in the back channel. Um, you know, okay. just just to have them, and, and and I mean, and keep going on NAC. But I'll also just say I've heard you talk about moringa and any other supplements that you would consider, um, just overall aid to boosting your. Yeah, actually, funny enough, um, because when I had COVID, my I felt like I was going to have a heart attack or an aneurysm or a stroke or something like my head hurt like crazy. You know, my my eyes were pounding. And um, so I also started taking DHA, you know, omega six, three fatty acids, mm -hmm. and that will protect your heart and your brain while you're going through the infection at the same time. It's not something I hear a lot of people talk about either is how important omegas are in keeping us safe and healthy. Here we go. I found my, my bottle of omegas just now. Thank God. I've been looking for these guys. Um, yeah. Trader, yeah. Trader Joe has a, mm. has an omega um, supplement that's pretty good. I think. Mm. And I just crunch them open. I crunch them in my mouth so that it, it can absorb in my mouth, I mean, it tastes great. These these ones that I have at least taste great. Um, the the ones, and this is from the ones fish. I believe it's that, from yeah, fish. Yeah, they they tend to be, um, which some of them can be have that fishy aftertaste too. But the ones from Trader Joe's I get are like a gel cap that's sort of naturally a little more absorbent than the tablets you're talking. About. But mm -hmm. um, and they're not. Fishy. Oh no, mine mine are the gel tabs. Yeah, mine are the gel tabs. But I just pop them with my oh. teeth. I yeah. chew them up. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel I feel like it gets to my brain better it, that way. It might. You know, and there might not be anything to it, but I feel like it's just making its way straight to my brain, and I feel like I, I I feel it go down my throat into my chest, and it, it makes my whole body feel better while I while I have right. COVID. I can tell you, I can feel it right. I can feel it working right now. You know. Well, are you? Um, I mean, is that an organic supplement you take? What What brand is that? If you Hey. Yeah. The brand I'm taking right now is Nordic Naturals. So it's some high quality um, fish oil from the mm -hmm. deep sea, deep sea fish oil. 
but it's just some good, you know, good old fashioned fish oil. Um, I just took about four. It's the, I took a double dose. Um, and I feel better already. You know, I can, I can feel instant relief from the kind of chest pain I was having and the kind of, uh, there was like a burning stress all along the back of my spine going all the way up to my head and it's all just kind of melting away right now. So I don't know what, how, you know, but it's totally anecdotal. But it makes sense. You well, know? what else? What other supplement? I mean, we want to hear about moringa for one thing, but um, just any other um, supplement yeah. products that I mean, we've he- here's some we've heard about. And elderberry, elderberry. I've been doing a lot of elderberry, and elderberry is very easy to grow all across uh, the states. And I highly recommend everybody start growing elderberry and moringa trees. Moringa trees are also very easy to grow indoors, outdoors, whatever. And keep in mind, they will freeze in the wintertime. So you'll have to build them a little treepy or do some kind of insulation there. But and um, there are like- they are so productive and the stuff is so good for you. It gives you so much energy. All of the amino acids your body needs in exactly the right mm. proportions. Okay. And it, 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 that kind of sleepy feeling you mentioned, I was incredibly sleepy when I had COVID. I would sleep like all day. I would sleep like 24 hours, like all day. I'd wake up, eat some food, use the restroom, take the dog out, stuff like that, go right back to yeah. sleep. And um, <laughs> so uh, Moringa will absolutely help to mitigate that kind of chronic fatigue yeah. you mentioned. Um, it's better than a cup of coffee as far as energy goes. The energy is cleaner, pure, no crash. Um, bit of an aphrodisiac. It'll make you all around younger again, you know. Um, well, let and... me ask you this because a lot, you know, if you're if you're not really prepared to get that process of growing your own started right now, they do have some products like on Amazon, for instance. Just put aside any problems we have with Amazon for now. But um, just, uh, I mean, do you think that the powder formula is superior? I mean, do you know anything about that? Since you grow your own, you've kind of really got a leg up on most. <clears throat> yeah. So, of course, the fresh stuff is the best, but the powder is just fine. Powder works great. Very similar to matcha powder, actually, but much cheaper than mm-hmm. matcha powder. And the seeds are where the real power is. So the the, the leaves are good for eating. They're very tasty. You can sprinkle raw leaves on your pizza or just sprinkle some powder on your pizza, whatever. It goes on everything, mashed potatoes, whatever. In a soup, it's just the coolest stuff. And it, it, it I think it has a good flavor. Well, um, have, you, have you started your own business it, it, with this since you grow your own? It sounds like you're on track. I, I do sell Moringa trees for $10 each, free shipping anywhere in the States. Interesting. All right. Well, good to note. Now, what about, I've got a few specifics in my um, just knowledge base, like quercetin. That may be, Moringa may take care of that because I believe that's a, um, oh shit, what's the name of that? The um, mm, Quercetin, huh? Yeah, um, quercetin or quercetin, I'm not sure. Amino, like amino acids, it may be in that amino family that Moringa kind of covers. Um, definitely like probiotics. Um, uh, what else? Glutathione. Um, 
Uh, now, NAC is the precursor to glutathione. So when you take NAC, your body actually goes through the natural process of converting NAC, metabolizing that into glutathione, which is kind of the best way to do it so you don't become dependent on uh, an ex external source of glutathione. Okay. It'll help to kind of mitigate and balance All right, that's that. a good tidbit right there. Um, kind, of, kind of keep your whole body functioning nice and smooth all right very good very good um any of those others i mentioned you want to weigh in on the um i mean are you looking up quercetin is that one you haven't really yeah it is found in moringa okay. leaf actually right. it is quercetin is found in moringa leaf so yeah go you're figure. saving money by just reducing the number of you know supplements you might be considering taking what about um yes probiotics Oh, uh, for probiotics, I make my own, um, like pine needle. Oh, this is going to be so good. Pine needle, um, Sprite. So you take some pine needles, wash them off, uh, throw them in a jar with some sugar water, some purified water and sugar, and you let it sit for a few days. It'll start to bubble like Sprite, like soda. You pop it off. It'll spray everywhere, you know, but then you, you drink that. The, the pine needle soda, essentially, and oh, so good, so amazing, so good for you for so many ways and reasons. Like, I don't know why it's not the most popular drink in America right now. I do the same thing with, with uh, ginger. They're called ginger bugs. And you just put the ginger and some sugar water until it starts bubbling, and you use that as a... Uh, so you're basically fer you're fermenting your own um, kind mm -hmm. of... Yes. Yes. Making my own um, kimchi, mm -hmm. stuff like that. My own sauerkraut, all very easy to do. And I also eat a lot of raw cabbage and that is great for your microbiome okay. um, and p potatoes as well. So cabbage and potatoes for your microbiome. Keep yourself. What you want to do is you want to give your microbiome good, healthy stuff to eat. And then I feel like I have a really well ba balanced and developed microbiome. Um, but if you are having a problem um, with uh, developing healthy strains, yeah, I would recommend, you know, kombucha, uh, yogurts, um, all those kind of fermented and any kind of products like that, food products that have probiotics in them. Just start eating a whole bunch of them for a couple months or so. Your body should adjust to it in no time flat. And make sure that at the same time that you're taking probiotics like the yogurt and the kimchi and the pickles and the kombucha, all that stuff, that you're also giving that ba that bacteria good food to eat and you're, you're not eating too much sugar. Too much sugar is going to cause an overgrowth of negative bacteria, which could slow down the growth rates of the positive stuff you're trying to grow. So you want to switch to a low sugar, high fiber diet while you're doing all that jazz at the same time. And that should set you guys straight. Yeah, I mean, it... it, it I'll just add sort of a bit of a caveat because sometimes you're in the process of a variety of problems you could have, but your microbiome sort of being stripped out is one of those chronic conditions that can be really difficult to rebuild. In fact, now this is going to gross some people out, but there is a treatment that was in active um, clinical trials that they shut down right before COVID um, called FMT, which is a fecal, fecal microbial transplant. 
I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is really just literally now they, they were doing it through colonoscopy, but the, the trials were a lot about um, a new pill form because um, so many, so many chronic conditions from Crohn's to IBS to, you know, they can mm-hmm. be sort of, again, not the first thing that happens, but just as you get sicker and thicker or more and more depleted, just the eighth or the 10th or the 12th problem you have, you know? So, but that kind of rebuilding mm-hmm. of the, well, you tell what it is because <laughs> it's, it's weird to talk about people are like, what? Oh yeah, it's fine. It's just, it's essentially just eating poop from someone else with a healthy microbiome. You put the poop in a pill, you swallow it down and it goes and re-inoculates your system. That's actually the best way to do it. Um, you're getting good human probiotics, you know, that, you know, are coming from a healthy person. Um, of course, everyone reacts to different things differently. Like some people need different types of microbiome boost. And the best thing you can do is get a test, be scientific about it, examine your poop, (laughs) have it tested, look at, look for what you're lacking and then find someone that, um, has what you need and bada bing, bada boom. It's very, it's a very, fortunate i mean convenient science well, really, actually the it's poop a very science they've known about for much much longer than it's sort of hitting the radar mm-hmm. now in fact even just the examination of covid where they were able to look in city sewer systems to sort of know the level of covid that was in the population but it's just it's a topic that they has been just one of the sidelines that hasn't really made it to the mainstream medicine is maybe getting a little more um, stuff now, and then and people just have a weird relationship with it. And of course, you know, it's you're not really talking about doing this yourself, like examining your own poop. I mean, you know, you sort of have to go through the right channels. And the reason they shut the clinical trials Uh-oh. was because one. I don't know if it's me or you, but we uh, had a connectivity issue. Um, but one one la- the reason they shut down the clinical trials is that that one uh, trial just did not do the adequate. They have to sort of, you know, um, process it for any kind of um, bad stuff to filter out. And they didn't adequately do that. And one person died. But one person died. They shut the entire clinical trials down for that, which was really sort of a bullshit kind of um you know, one, one trial, one mistake, one bad call by the people running that trial and they shut the whole thing down. And that was the sort of easier to deliver pill form trials. They shut all of that down. So every single one of them. So that was unfortunate, but Jesus, but just, yeah, they took NAC off the shelves. Yeah. Right at the beginning of the pandemic. And of course, that's been reversed now, so you can order it off Amazon again and whatnot, but yeah, that was really frustrating to see. Um, so there's five different ways that NAC is beneficial for COVID. First way being, and I can just, I'm just doing this by memory. I can't find the article, but I'm just going off my memory here. Um, first one being that it creates antioxidants. Second one being that it protects your lungs from DNA damage. Uh, third one being that it is a mucoloid, so it will help break up <clears throat> break up the mucus and allow you to breathe easier. Um, and the fifth one is it's an antioxidant. 
So removes free radicals. And get this, a lot of the things that people say are toxic about the vaccines uh, can also be mitigated by the antioxidant um, properties of NAC or glutathione. Rather, Wow. Well, it sounds like NAC is a little bit superior to, you know, sort of the precursor to glutathione like you were talking about. Um, and mm-hmm. oh, it re- reduces the yeah, reduces dependence. That now, and and did you were you answering in the chat Jay's question about it looks like he probably put a product in there that was a Moringa product and you heard that the mm-hmm. seeds are more powerful. Is that the combo? you? Yeah, seeds. Yeah, the, the 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 powder is really good for just adding to food, really convenient on the go. It's tasty. It goes in everything. Um, you can throw it in orange juice, makes your orange juice green. It's really great. Um, and then the seeds do not taste very good at all. The seeds are very bitter, very strong, um, but they're orders. Uh, they're about an order of magnitude more powerful than the um, than the leaf powder, and so that will give you lots of energy. <laughs> you only need about two or three of them. Heads oh, up. <laughs> like two or three little seeds. Well, if you, um, I mean, like if you uh, were to just look online and see any specific products like that i mean by all means just send me a message in the back channel just as a recommendation for you know what you're yeah they don't suffer from a lot of pest problems so there's really no need for a lot of herbicide or insecticide when you're growing moringa so i mean i recommend an organic supply but um i've not known anyone or ever had any problems with any of my moringa trees um needing herbicide, pesticide, fungicide, anything like that. They're very self-sufficient. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> well, and, and even if, you know, before someone gets their own tree, if you poke around and see a product that you're like, aha, this is the one, this is, it's, um, you know. Just- yeah, I think they're all good. <laughs> the price is really what you're looking for. Just make sure you're not getting ripped off because I know, I know for a fact there are people out there that sell little tiny containers of Moringa for like $50 and it's like super good organic special. It's all Moringa, bro. Like, you know, so you just don't get hustled for it. It's very, it's very cheap. As you can see, it's $10 a pound. All right. Well, um, that all sounds really good. I mean, anybody in the chat have another question? I mean, I don't know if you feel like talking about uh, another subject too, or, or so openly, but DMT is something that you've been talking about that I was just interested in hearing more about. But before we switch gears, anyone have any um, questions in the chat? Or or if you don't want to talk about this, we yeah. don't have to. Just I heard you talking about the other night. What was that? I guess that was um Bide's by was that Bide's New Year's Eve show <laughs> that you were talking What was, was it? it? I don't know. What what Bide's was show? New Year's Eve show, wasn't it? Weren't you Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there for Biden's New Year's Eve show for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> That's where we met, uh, well, huh? <laughs> well, I've been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or That's where we came up with the idea for the show today. Ah, uh, well, no, I think that it was back in the summer you were talking about NAC. In the chat, something, mm. and, and um, my friend sort of remembered that. So, oh, and here, Jay says, Brady, have you met the machine elves? <laughs> I have. <laughs> They're pretty cool little dudes. <laughs> well, I, I wondered if, you know, because uh, some of the plants that that comes from grow in, I want to say, Texas, Arizona, California, 
Yeah, we grow a lot of, uh, how do you say, mimosa mm-hmm. out here. It grows mimosa. everywhere. Pretty high DMT content. Specifically, black uh, acacia is um, what the what the Freemasons and the alchemists would extract DMT from. And that would that's what they would use to make the their version of the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, cool. Hey, um, and by the way, Amber in the chat, uh, it, it's Moringa, Amber, um, that Brady sells the little trees. He sells the little trees. Yeah. Tree. Uh-oh, I'm getting an echo. Yeah, anybody want a tree? Hit me up. What are the trees you mentioned yourself? Anybody else want to come up? Yeah, Anybody? 10 bucks. I mean, once I have a whole bunch going, um, if I have a whole bunch of trees, I'll just, I mean, you guys, you guys, homies of the show, you know, hit me up. I'll hook you up and make some deals. Thank you. Thank you. Well, might do two for 10. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? I'm getting a, an echo on my phone now, so I'm not sure why, which, but, um, Anybody else want to come up? Brady, you have anything else to say? Thank you so much for... I invited you to speak, I believe, just in case. So we can make some more room for callers, just in case. But <clears throat> they're not calling anyway. There's always room. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is good for NAC? There's, there's a lot of things that we're doing that we're not doing to combat COVID. It's really frustrating to me. Like there could be some ultraviolet lights installed at shopping stores, you know, at the entrances of buildings and whatnot. And it like eviscerates COVID, you know, like, um, and they're dirt cheap to install. Like, I don't know why we don't do simple little things like that. And instead we jump to, you know, the most radical things. <laughs> well, um, the other thing, and I forget what it's called. It's got a name, but it's a basic box. That's an air filter that literally you just put like four, uh, air filters or high quality, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of those really good three M filters build a sort of square, put it around a, um, fan, fan. and just suck out the, it, it, you know, just make your own some, something box. Yep. I forget what it's called, but filter. Yeah. Filter. But it, yeah. It's just somebody just came up with um, just a real sort of streamline. Damn it. I'm going to have to look that up. But, uh, but yeah, huh. it really is literally just making your own air, air filter and people have been taking them and building them because they're so easy in classrooms at their offices, mm-hmm. just whatever it takes to feel like they're, able to protect themselves and their coworkers or kids or whatever it is. It's very simple. Yeah. Take, take some vitamins, take some NAC, some Moringa, some, um, DHA, Omega, Omega three, six, nine, all that good stuff. And do some stretching on a yoga ball, a little bit of light Tai Chi and a little bit of sauna. And you guys should be feeling good in no time flat. I think that's all the natural kind of easy to access, cheap, affordable remedies I have. It's um maybe apple cider, apple cider vinegar as well. Gargle apple cider vinegar, drink it down. Really and and just so we're clear, it's called the Corsi Rosenthal box. I'll put the link in the chat. It's um you know it's just a DIY project that some folks did, but it's 
Okay, cool. It's for the air filter. Yeah, good looking out. Um, cayenne powder, uh, cayenne pepper. If you're having heart issues, if your heart hurts, chest hurts, cayenne pepper is good for that. Good for loosening up the blood. Um, also grounding, putting your feet outside on the earth barefoot is good for breaking up blood clots as well. Um, and I think that might be all I got. <laughs> if, if anyone's having um, a little bit of gastric distress or any problems with, um, you know, like gas or acid, um, I particularly have a sensitivity to the nightshade family, which is uh, tomatoes, white tomatoes, mm-hmm. tomatoes. A cayenne pepper, other kinds of peppers and eggplants. That's all the nightshade family. But if you've got any kind of like gastric distress, you might want to just not go for those, even though, I, you know, some of those you mentioned do have health properties. But if you're having, you know, a, any of those gastric problems. Yeah, some people are allergic to yeah. nightshades. Fortunately for me, I'm not, I don't think I'm too allergic to nightshades. I, t- I tend to love them. But uh, unfortunately, you do have to eat quite a bit of cayenne pepper to get a good uh, medicinal benefit. You got to do about a tablespoon. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, spicy I stuff. Never, I, I used to love it, too, but now I can't do any of that shit. So I know. Uh, it's- well, hopefully the Moringa have you all figured out. The Moringa, the Omegas, and some good old-fashioned bare feet on the earth outside. All right. Oh, yeah. I can feel the tension all that pressure that I was talking about in the back of my head just instantly releases as soon as I go outside barefoot. Mm. Well, I mean, it's been a great uh, bunch of info. I really appreciate you taking the time to focus on this particular topic and have a discussion. Um, Jay says, thank you too down below. And um, anything else that anybody wants to add? I think we're, we can let you go now. So Cool. Thank you again. Yeah. Likewise. Good talking to you guys. This is a good episode. I, I feel cozier. I feel better already because <laughs> I kind of tested out some of the methods while we we're talking about it. <laughs> Very good. All right, everybody. Thank you. All right. Take